With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ain't no place like a cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a rose in the way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4. C4 working for you. It's Timmy time. Timmy, it's Timmy. He's a little lamb with a lot to learn. Timmy, it's Timmy. He's a handful of trouble at every turn. Timmy leaves the farm and goes out into the world, trying to be cool. He's number one. He joins all his friends on the big adventure. It was Timmy time on Sunday, and now's the day trippers. Welcome to Meerkats, Periscopers and our regular listeners. And welcome to the salubrious environs of the Tripper Bunker for the difficult second album of Day Tripper Experiments with Video. This will be potentially fraught, so bear with us. I'm Trev Denny and joining me in our cutting edge studio are Andy Young, Dave Thomas and Phil Casey. There's really only one topic with which to start, so once again, the solicitor has been told to be on standby because we're going to address the unavoidable topic of Brendan Rogers' continued tenure. Apologies to anyone had to endure that extreme close-up. The, they said they could only see your head, so I was like... Say. That's quite all right. <laughs> just, just, That's just, more than adequate for so, anyone. So, so the Meerkats get to see Trevor in action, guys. I, I, think, I think they've all seen plenty, thanks. Uh, okay, right, lads, I'm going to get this debate. <laughs> wow, Trev is really bald. <laughs> <laughs> Trev is all his. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the feedback. This is, this is exactly what we wanted, isn't it? Yeah. I've never seen you more... Please, right? In case 
<laughs> he's like a fucking child. Look at how happy he is. Uh, do you want to talk about Brendan or we just leave yeah. it? <laughs> we could quite easily talk about the shininess of my head if you want to continue. Yeah, well, because I just shaved it. Like, it's good. It's good. Know, there's a bit of a tan in it. Will you sit out the back garden? No, no, it's just natural. Sorry. Or is it jaundice? No, it's just a natural you thing. You want to talk? <laughs> no, it's a natural thing. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, would you like to talk about Brendan and uh, the thing? Well, well at least uh, if, if we can address it, we can address okay, it. Okay, well, look, look, the thing is, before even the, 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 the game yesterday, the news of Jurgen Klopp's departure from Dortmund had many people talking anyway. So after the mess then, look, it's the only topic in town now. So we will get to the whole Klopp thing. But first of all, do you think, is it fair to lay the blame for that embarrassment yesterday completely and utterly at Brendan's door, given the incompetence of an awful lot of those guys that he entrusted to do the job that he sent them out to do? So responses to that first. Well, not completely and utterly. I mean, that's that's a pretty definitive statement that I think that, you know, you can... There's 11 players on the pitch. The manager sets them out, uh, you know, play in a certain way, do certain things. Mm. There was enough in there that I thought he got wrong. Okay. You know, I thought the, you know, there's only so many times you could talk about a lack of intensity and not starting before you say, well, that's got to be your job, Brendan. It's got to be tactical, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I think that he's panicky making changes in the game and, and uh, you know what I laugh about actually is if you follow the game on Twitter you know after like five minutes everyone's going fucking change the formation bring a sub on you know do this do that and then but actually the manager's job is to resist that a little bit and say no you know actually the tactics and the formation I've put out I've got to give that a chance to work and I make minor adjustments mm. so you know pushing Emery Jean to right back it's just mental when he's never successfully played there um and and things like the substitutions, I mean, I, I said to Phil before we started, I could do a whole hour on the substitutions. Mm. You know, how Markovic gets subbed ahead of any of the three central midfielders is just baffling to me. Um, bringing Lambert on, yeah. I mean, what is, what, someone explain to me Lambert's job there. Three minutes left in the game, we're chasing a goal, right? We bring on... He's got a goal in him. Fucking a statue. <laughs> I mean, just explain that logic to me. I just look, okay, David, look, what you seem to be doing is having said, look, well, it's not really fair to lay it firmly at his door. You seem to be reversing up the, 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 uh, the dump truck uh, <laughs> to his door. Am I right in saying that? But I, basically, I you focused on his decision-making process. I think it? yesterday was a lot of the bad stuff about Brendan came yeah. out yesterday. So a lot of the things that his critics used to attack him came out yesterday. The things he said before the match, you know, about us being a bigger club than Manchester City. He tends to say these things right before mm-hmm. he puts his foot, you know, in a big pile of horse shit, you know. So I think a lot of the things that people complain about with Brendan, you know, really came out yesterday. And I think if you extrapolate that across what has been a really difficult season, it gives his critics a lot of ammunition to have a go at him. But I'm not necessarily one of his critics, mm. but yesterday there was a lot to have a go at. Phil, you have been a, a vocal critic of, of, of uh, said manager from minute one. Look at him. <laughs> yes, you're on telly, Phil. It's great, isn't it? I'm on telly. Wave to your mouth. Uh, so uh, tell me uh, your initial response to that idea of, of basically, is that uh, is everything been proven for you but yesterday? No, everything was proven for me a long time ago. Okay, so you were, right, all, you were always right, is what you're saying. No, no, I'm not, I wasn't always right. Just like that was, I, I lost faith in the Rogers project way back, like around November. And you asked me back then if I had a chance to change him at Christmas, would I change him? And I said to you, yes, I would. Mm. And it was because I don't see any progression in this team. Mm. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see... And I can accept that we lost a world-class player and it's hard to replace a world-class player, but I don't see him learning lessons. Okay. And for me, it's about learning lessons. I can accept that things can't work. I can accept you can have difficult seasons. I can accept that things don't work out right. I can accept 
that you know that in certain situations mistakes happen that players don't play to the level whatever it is but you see something there there's always a kernel of something that says to you yes this is the right direction we need to be going in for me it's too much throw as much shit at the wall and see how much sticks when it comes to Brandon mm. you know the, the, the formations all that type of stuff I just it's just not for me Mm. And I said to you, I said back in January, you asked me when we were on the run halfway through February, uh, halfway through February, was my opinion changed about this whole thing? And, uh, and you asked me in here, and I said to you, no. Mm. I feel that we should be changing them at the end of the season. Because I think we're going to be back here in 12 months' time having the exact same conversation if, if, if we don't change them. I don't think we'll learn any lessons. We'll still make the same mistakes because we've made the same mistakes now season after season. Mm. We can't. We don't win big, the the really big games. And I'm not talking about the you know the 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 television matches. I'm talking about the games where something matters. Be it the the the, the, the must win against Basel in the Champions League, be it the semi finals against Chelsea, be it the United and Arsenal games, be it now an FA Cup semi final. We had a fucking awful teams to play in that run to the FA Cup semi final. And we struggled to get to the semi-final. It was mm. replay after replay after replay. It's just not... I, I don't see where he's learned anything. And he seems resistant to learning lessons. And for me, you're never going to progress and become a better manager if you don't learn the lessons that are coming at you. And he just seems to be incredibly stubborn, but stubborn in the wrong way. Rafa was stubborn, but he learned lessons. Mm. You know, he always learned something from... I don't see what Brendan is learning from anything that's going on and any of the wrongs that are going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as extreme as Phil, to be honest. You know, but we we've always had been a different size of this debate. But one thing I do agree with him is, you know, if you work in sales, there are people that can't close sales, right? There's people that are great at setting up pitches mm. and great at getting the relationship going and great at bringing people right to the point where they're ready to buy, but they just can't close it. And I am starting to worry that Brendan isn't a closer. Do you know what I mean? I'm starting to worry that he's great at, you know, going on these little runs or building a team that can do. 80% of what needs to be done, but the most important 20%, the games you have to win, the semi-finals, the, the Champions League experience, the Europa League experience, you know, the Chelsea game, the Palace game, the Man United game, the Arsenal game this season. Suddenly when something's on the line, the, the, the victories against Man City aside, we don't win games that win, we should win. Okay, well, or we need to win, okay. not we should win. So talk to me then about the bigger picture over, over the course of his tenure thus far. You know, both well, I, I disagree that there's not been any progress. Yeah, that's one, so that's so one what I would say is that we are, we are due, this will be a, we're on course for another 70 point plus season, right? Mm. So that'll be two seasons in a row we've achieved. Well, seven, assuming the Arsenal fall we, out of Assuming we go well, right? Yeah. So 70 plus points. Our average for the five seasons before was 62. Mm-hmm. So there is progress. But... To, to bring it really down to the point about whether we, you know, change the manager or not, for me, there's two types of managerial sackings, right? There's the Hodgson or the Moyes, right? Where, no, where it's so bad, where the guy is, where the manager is so bad that any manager is better. Okay. Right? That's type A. <laughs> I don't think, Brendan Rodgers is, is not that type of sacking, right? Yeah. There's another type of sacking, which is a little bit like Mancini at Man City, Nigel Atkins when they sacked him and brought Pochettino in. Kevin where, Keegan. You know, Kevin Keegan. Where, <laughs> where you get managers who are good at a certain thing. Neil Warnock is good at bringing manager, good at getting promotion, but he can't manage in a Premier Doesn't Kenny fall into that because he was good Kenny, at getting us back right, when we Kenny. needed to be? And then. So there is an argument where you say, there are three or four managers who might be available this summer that yeah. represent an upgrade on Rodgers. He doesn't deserve the sack. 
just by itself. He's not a Moyes, he's not a Hodgson, he's not that type of manager. But the second question is, if Klopp is available, yep. if Frank de Boer is available, if Antonio Conte is available, if Unai Emery is available, then I think that there requires a debate within the club that says, should we not go and get a legitimate upgrade on the manager? So that's where Phil and I disagree. I think Phil would sack him because he thinks he's not, not going in the right direction. I wouldn't sack him just for that, but I would say if there are legitimate upgrades available, we should be going to lock it. If you can see this, those, you, you're just completely crossing those other poor people off completely. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so sorry, if you can sorry. see that, that's an entire page of questions that have come in from listeners, and all of them are the same question, which is... See, we do listen to you all. We do, we do. <laughs> which, which is basically, if Klopp's available, why the hell wouldn't you go from? Uh, can you address that question for me, Phil? Um, yeah, Look, but then again, I could say that for nine or ten teams in Europe, and and they're all potentially better finance teams than Liverpool. Like Klopp is an incredibly good manager mm-hmm. who's proven at win, who's proven for for winning things. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we'll throw out and has been put out there. Oh, you know, he wants the fans. You know, he loves the fans. Oh, the, he loves, emotion, he loves, the emotion, the yeah, emotion. Yeah, you know, yeah, all this type yeah, of yeah. stuff. Somebody slaps two hundred grand a week in his pocket. He's going to, he's yeah. going to love the emotion yeah, having yeah. two hundred grand a week in his pocket. Like, nice you know, I would be very emotional mm. about having two hundred grand a week in my pocket. So, like, I would love Jurgen Klopp to come in. I think he's the next step on from Brendan Rodgers. I think he's Brendan Rodgers plus, yeah. if you know what I mean. He's the same, the the same attacking mentality, the same that that type of thing that we yeah. that we like about Rodgers. But he's also got a bit more about him. He understands how to win the big games. He's got a big game mentality about him. You know, and he's taken on the bigger teams in Germany and, well, the biggest team in Germany. And he's managed to topple them. Even when, okay, it wasn't Guardiola that was there at the time, but they had an awful lot of money behind them. And they managed, you know, 70% of the squad that's there at the moment, he managed to topple them. So, look, Jurgen Klopp is a pipe dream. If he's available and he wants to come to Liverpool... We should be jetting him in. And I don't give a fuck. I'd sack Rodgers at the weekend if, he, if I thought he was coming in. How, would you have any truck with this argument that basically in Germany he's had one massive team to overcome? Whereas if he goes to the, the Premier League he's going to have more than that. There's three, see, four. Sorry, because I know Phil's a massive Klopp fan so let me jump in on yeah, that one because do. it's going to sound like the, the Klopp fan club. But he's done it in Europe. He got yeah. to a Champions League final. Mm-hmm. So for me that negates the he's just had one club to overcome. Mm. Um, first of all, he, it's not like Borussia Dortmund were the second biggest club when he took him over. Like yeah. Hamburg are a bigger club than Borussia Dortmund. Leverkusen were a bigger club than Borussia Dortmund. So he did, he, while Bayern Munich are a behemoth, he still had to overcome more than just uh, Bayern Munich. Plus he got into a Champions League final. Yeah, And he got a team to a Champions League final that operate under a very similar recruitment, wage structure, playing style that we have within Liverpool. So for me, it's Klopp or a club. So what I don't want to happen is for us to lurch in a different direction now and go and get the likes of... Tim a, Sherwood. A, no, a Benitez. <laughs> like Rafa, let's deal with Rafa then because a lot of people call him for Rafa. Lots Rafa of people is call the for complete, Rafa, yeah. But Rafa's the complete opposite of what Rogers is, of what Klopp is, of what they're trying to do. He doesn't operate in that model. I'd argue that someone like Ancelotti, even though I love Ancelotti and I perhaps love Ancelotti, that for me, if we went for Ancelotti, would represent that the club have not thought this through. They're just lurching from one philosophy, you know, in inverted commas, to another philosophy, which has gone, oh, let's go and get the sexy guy from Madrid. So for me, I just think it's got to be a continuation of what Rogers has built. It's got to be someone that's in line with what he does, and it's got to be an upgrade. If those things aren't there, then I'd give Rogers another season. Another season, Phil? No. 
if there's no upgrade available. No, but there is a, there is upgrades available. Ah, yeah, but, but I, we disagree. But, yeah, but, yeah. but, but uh, I'm not I'm not saying that you know it, it's crap. I'm saying there are upgrades available. I but think this, there's three or four. This 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 is not a case of where you, you, there's one man, and if we don't get that one man, no, I agree. You, we, and, and how many of them are pipe dreams? These upgrades? Uh, no, I don't think they are. I think we could get the bar, but I think fundamentally. FSG now have to stand up. They wanted to put a structure in place before Brendan Rodgers took the job. They now have to put their balls on the line and put that structure in place. Mm -hmm. They need to appoint a sporting director, director of football, whatever title you want to put it, he needs to go in. And then we need to appoint a manager in that situation. I've heard rubbish today about Jurgen Klopp wouldn't want to come in if there was a director of football or sporting director there. That's what he's grown up with Mm -hmm. in Germany. Every club has a sporting director and the manager works for the sporting director. You know what I mean? He's already in. He already has that type of thing about him. But look, I've always said my one that I would have no issues with coming in. Lucien Favre, and I'd also go for Max Abel. I would, I would basically rob the top end of Munchen Gladbach's uh, football and structure and put them in place because both of them. There were. If, if you want to look for similarities, they're, they're they're trying to get a team through where they've had where the best bids come in for their top players. They sell them on and they look to rebuild season after season in terms of the squad. They also play a very good brand of football and they've outperformed. One of the key things for managers, for me, is that he has to outperform the level and ability that's in that squad if we are to succeed in winning a league title or being top two on a consistent basis. The reason basis. I think that it's a slightly more complex than that is I think the thing we're talking about which is the ability to win must win games that has to be someone that's done it at the top level mm. so for me that's why the list gets a little bit short there's got to be someone that's won a league or won a, won a European championship or won a tournament of some sort someone who has an experience of winning must win games so that for me it comes down to maybe three or four managers Okay I'm just going to hold yeah. it there I want you to address this question because I'm interested in your reaction to it I asked uh, Dave early on because the Rafa questions come in from not one but six different people you talk to me about Rafa as an option is it a yes or a no straight away yeah um, for me Rafa it's a no mm. I, I, I don't want to go back I don't. I think it's great that he was a, he was a huge part of our history he was a huge part of our club you know and he'll always be a huge part of our, our, our club but I would not want Rafa Benitez back as manager because we're back into old divisions old issues etc 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 around it and I think it's time that you know we, we as a fan base have to stop looking back we have to stop looking back we have to learn how to look forward and always be able to look forward and not be afraid of a change embrace change and not just look to go back because we're not happy with where the present is it's about moving forward this club has to move forward we can't be trapped in what we've been trapped in for the last 25 years he's okay. also currently fourth in a three horse race in Italy so I mean the reality is he's not doing it in Napoli yeah, you well, know. look. Assuming we have time to talk to the people for another while, do we feel I'm not keeping an eye on the clock there? Can I, can I no, ask Andy to get in on this? This that well, he's got two minutes. Andy, and then, and then our give, then, oh, then our oh, I don't have <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me a quick reaction to your your your. your Here's talk, Andy, everyone. Your thought your thoughts on. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts on on on, on Rogers and all the chat about him and. Yeah, it's a, it's it's not simple, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's something that like if they get rid of him, it has to be the right man. Mm-hmm. And then who is the right man? Yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I think if you could get Klopp, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> if if not, then then where where else do you go? Like, mm-hmm. there's talk of Rafa, there's talk of the board, yeah. and there's other names getting bandied around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be kind of open to Rafa. There's an argument, but then there's a hell of a lot. 
against it as well. Like, you know, we need a lot of dodgy signings. I need a lot of... Th- that only ha- has half my head in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see from behind the fucking thing. Well, well then, so well, well, then st- 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 stick to the Brendan option. Just last word on it then. Brendan for another season for you, yes or no? Um... I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Um, okay, well, that's like, impressive. No, nothing changed for me yesterday. Okay. You know what I mean? I so, think it did for a lot of people. Yeah, it did. Because yeah, yeah. Twitter exploded. Like, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was off the charts, <laughs> the, is, yeah. the Rogers criticism. And those people like who maybe were keeping things bottled up just went off them. Yeah. I mean, that's not how like that's that's not how things are done in football. You don't just change it. You know, you don't just make a decision based on one game. Yeah. Now, like... If you have a problem uh, with Rogers all season and then you want to unload, fair enough. But not just ten minutes after the match, he has to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. Well, you know what? Don't well even get on the bus. Unfortunately, yeah, it's just well fans don't make big decisions in football yeah. because yeah. if they did, we'd probably go through five or six managers a season or, or podcast people. Because what? Right, we're delighted to be joined by two special guests today. Um, we've got Caroline McGuigan, who's founder and CEO of Suicide and Survive, and we've got Tony Brown, who's a committee member um, and organizing, uh, helping organise an event that's coming up very soon. We want to talk about that event. Caroline, could you first of all tell us a little bit about Suicide and Survive? Please? Absolutely, Trevor. We work on the ground, we work all over the country, and basically what we're doing is we're, we're providing programmes to break the stigma, because sadly it's still very strong out there sure. around suicide uh, and mental health, and what we would do is go into communities and say, look, can we work with is bring in programmes and I think if you look at your physical health and think of your mental health, four and a half million people have mental health so we need to, to take the same approach that we do with the physical because every day you walk or you'll exercise mm-hmm. and what we're saying to people is that it's really, really important that you invest in your mental health because everyone in life is going to have a dip in their mental health. So when you do have that dip, if you have strategies and ways of managing it, but the problem, Trevor, is that stigma gets in the bloody way and yeah. it's how do we push through that and say everyone in life will, will experience vulnerability, everyone in life will have a tough time, you're no less than and we have to stop putting the word weak you know, or not good enough beside it. So we go all over the country, we work in Wheatfield Prison, we work in the corporate world um, because mental health every single person has mental health. Yeah and have you noticed Caroline, I mean <clears throat> uh, you, obviously you make some very very good points or have you noticed things changing slightly better lately? Yeah. It, it, there, there's a perceived impre- improvement. I know, Are you finding that on okay. the ground? I tell you what's happening, basically Basically, we're talking more about mental health and what we're doing here is fantastic. But the challenge is if you, me or any individual is struggling with their mental health, will you talk about your own mental health? And that's still, we've still quite a bit to go. So you'll you'll hear us chatting about it. um, But what's really, really important is that, say, I, for example, I mean, I've had you know, times in my life where where I hit dark times, but that I can talk about it in a way that I don't carry shame or embarrassment. Um, Sadly, at the moment, every single day at the end of the day, two more people will have died by suicide and eight out of ten are men. Yeah. So we've got to really, really push this conversation because we know, we know from research, we know from in communities that if we take a whole community approach, exactly what we're doing here tonight, all of us talking together, it becomes ordinary and it doesn't become a taboo. So there definitely is a change. We're going in the right direction, 
but all the community have to come together for everybody. And before I talk to Tony about the event that we, 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 you guys are, yeah, are kind of promoting today, what, what is, how, how are you going about normalising it for and aiming at, at a lot of men, I suppose, uh, directing the stuff at men? Yeah. What kind of things are you guys organising? Well, we're actually back to basics because yeah, okay. it's not rocket science. And mm. I, I'd always take the, the attitude that you have dental health, you have mental health, you have physical health. So first and foremost, that to acknowledge you have mental health mm. and it's really important that on a daily basis you look after your mental health. So all of a sudden if I'm feeling low or if you want to use the word depressed or if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm having a panic attack I don't go, oh Jesus, I can't say that to anybody. It's like, yeah this is alright I can talk to someone, people might be able to help me and for some of us if you need professional help you can reach out. That makes it ordinary but I'm a mum, I'm a 17 and a 14 year old it's, it's what do I do with those? One is a boy and one is a girl. So my attitude to them is, yeah, you're going to have a dip in your mental health. You're going to have a struggle in your life. But let's look at resilience. So it's up to me. It's up to you. It's up to everybody. You know, what am I going to do to turn this around? So that's what we would push in the organisation rather than there's an expert outside of you. You are your own expert and you know yourself better than anybody else. Brilliant. Yeah, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Tony, to, to drive it again towards the, the event that's that's coming up, um, would you give us a little bit of, of, of background? There's a, there's, a, there's a match coming up between Liverpool and Borough Legends is the basic information I have. Yeah, um, this Saturday up in Jackson Park, um, up in Kiltiernan, home away side so Celtic, Liverpool Legends are playing um, the Borough Legends. And the Borough Legends would consist of about 30 guys. Um, they were playing for the Tony Ryan Cup now, a bit of background into Tony Ryan. Tony Ryan was an ex-teammate of most of the lads mm-hmm. that are playing on Saturday and Tony succumbed to suicide on the 12th of December 15 years ago. Um, and back then, it was a, it was a taboo subject. Um, and even when he died, I don't think we could cope. It's only recently where the lads all started talking about it again yeah. because it just was kind of, you know, put to the side and we couldn't really, we never really spoke about it. You know, but now it's more out there, it's more open and we're, we're talking about it. So it was Tony's um, partner, Yvonne, that came to me about six months ago and asked me um, what could we do to, to an event to to honour Tony. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, look, leave with me. So I went off and I, I'm involved in bringing these teams into Ireland to Liverpool Legends and Man United Legends. So we said, we get Liverpool over because their anthem is you never walk alone. And it's the same anthem of the charity. Mm. You never walk alone. So it was a, it was a marriage, so to speak. So... We approached on Aldridge and Alan Kennedy met him and they were all over it, you know. So the lads are coming in on Saturday to play the game, so it's really interesting. Fantastic. And throw us a few more of the names that might be involved. Well, we've all coming in. Uh, Ronnie Whelan, um, McAteer is going to play. John Walker's play. David Speedy's going to play. Alan Kennedy's going to play. Tremendous. You know, so there's a good mixture there. You know, Jimmy Carter, the famous Jimmy Carter is going to play. Excellent. So. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sure Graeme Um won't come into that. But um, yeah, it's going to be, going to be great. And event. on the Borough side, any names we might recognise that? Oh, Jesus. No, they're all crap. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest with you, they're brutal. Um, there was one, Richie Parsons, Richie played for Bray. Um, and uh, I know Derek Cork and Derek play for Bray as well. They're part of the Cup winning yeah. team. So there is a, there is a good um, balance there. Like, you, you know. You're not playing a picture of a very competitive match. <laughs> no, no, no. Like the lads are training, but oh, okay. it's like, you know, it's, it's shocking. Um, but look, some haven't kicked the ball in years yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. only training about two months and 
they still can't kick a ball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's going to be a great bit of crack, you know. Yeah. We three teams, the first 11 will play for half an hour, and the second 11, and then the third 11. But uh, we're mostly doing it, it's to raise awareness and to raise money, but it's also to honour Tony as well, because Tony was just uh, an unbelievable bloke. He was a great bloke, you know, and he's always in our thoughts. Brilliant. You know? uh, Caroline, how can people... Uh, get involved in terms of actually contributing. Um, uh, uh, how do how do we get in touch with buying buying tickets and? Yeah, well, if if people want to, and actually even just to get a sense of us as an organisation mm. and what we do and why, you can go onto our website, which is www.suicide or survive.ie and right. then for the match because everything else is, is sold out um, up in Wayside on Saturday if um, anyone would like to ring 1-890-577-577 and Nolene or Lisa are there and we have some match tickets left and like Tony said we this is this is phenomenal I, I mean I've I've never experienced a community taking on such an event in such a way. Mm. And you asked me earlier, Trev, what, what will make the change? What this is change? Yeah, things These like men this. and yeah. women in the community already in the last six months, the journeys we've all gone on are powerful. So what they're doing, if we could do it all over the country, I know it would have a huge impact, a very positive one. Well, look, it, it only remains for us to wish you the very best with the event itself, the Liverpool and Borough Legends, and everyone should get onto the website and have a look and uh, educate themselves slightly on the whole topic. Thanks very much, Caroline. Thank you Thanks, very Tony, much. for coming in. Thank you Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Okay, uh, look, we're not going to do a slavish analysis of that match because that would be the cruelest thing that you could possibly think of and really no one wants to do it at this point. So, Phil... I've heard you express an opinion that the, you, you see these the match against Villa at the start of the season and this this season almost as bookending what has been a bit of a disappointing season. Almost like the matches were a season in a microcosm. Expand on that a bit for me. Yeah, it's. I was at the game. It's obviously. Very insightful, Phil. Microcosms and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I love a microcosm yeah. of, of a Monday. Yeah, a microcosm yeah. of a Monday. Trev, it's great to have you back. Just like yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put you on my own name now. Phil, it's great to have you back. Still, it's great to have you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, you know. When you look back to that game and Lambert was in charge of, of Villa at the time and they were shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they came to Anfield and they won. And we were piss poor that day. And we made Villa look a good team. Um, and they didn't do anything great. They just basically ran around. And, you know, everything that we've, everything that came up on Saturday on Sunday came up again in, in, in the first game. Shit defending, a dysfunctional midfield, no threat and attack. Yeah. Right? You go ahead, you go through everything that's gone on through this season and you get to that game and you think to yourself, right, there's fucking lessons learned here. We've been on a big run. We've had a couple of dodgy results against United and Villa. I mean, United and Arsenal. This is the big one now. This, our, our whole hopes for a trophy hinges on this, you know. No matter what happens, these team, these players are going to be so up for it, right? Brendan's going to have them so up for it. They're, you know, they're going to come out storming out the blocks. They're going to do everything. And they came out and it was the same limp, shit-ass performance that we had against Villa in the first half. A limb shit ass performance. <laughs> a limb shit ass performance. <laughs> and it was just, it was appalling to watch. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I thought after the first 20 minutes, you know, that, okay, and we got, then we came into it and got the goal. I thought, okay, we're going to kick on. Mm-hmm. But no, it was just, it was the same, it was the same, just, it was completely dysfunctional. And everything that's been bad across the season came back out again in that match. When, like even the, the second goal, it was just so October. Mm. It was just so October. So it was like October. A, 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 it's an Earth, Wind and Fire song. No, no, no. September. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was just, 
you know, a, a fellow runs from midfield, Gerard can't walk anymore. Loving <laughs> Loving doesn't like as he go as Loving stands in front of him, instead of him stepping in and trying to get a block on, he's on his heels and he's mm. rocking back mm. and your man hits a scaldy goal. It wasn't even like a, a rocket into the back of the net, it was just a scaldy finish in the end. And we made shit players look really good. Like I was saying people rave, Oh look at how good Fabian Delph was and No. That was like us when we played against Newcastle and we had a functional midfield and we just ghosted past the, the, the Newcastle midfield. Where Lucas was incredible, but he looked like Maradona. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but what I'm saying to you, it was, it was a functional midfield against what happened on, on Sunday. Mm. I know you want to come on to Gerard, and I think it has to be addressed. Because, we will, but well, I'll just, I'll just but push, this, this push is just a bit This first. is just why, when we talked about what we talked about mm. earlier, is my issue. We, are not, we haven't learned anything over mm. the course of the season. We've stumbled on things that have worked. Mm. And yes... The manager has, 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 when I say stumbled, he said, right, I'll try this. It's worked from, and he kept doing it. Yeah. Going back to Andy's bit, th- there's been very little variation in, say, in say using one system. And instead of dumping the system, yeah. it was like expanding or doing something slightly different within that system to, to move it around and make it work. So that if, if a team sort of figured you out, that you could still set up the same way, but just with a slight movement around of certain players so that the, what was working against you isn't working against you or you were countering what was, what was actually starting to work against you at that point. And that's, that's the, where I was talking about lessons learned. And it hasn't happened. And that hasn't happened right from, as I said, that Villa game, we went through that awful shit spell. We, we came across, I think, went on a great run, got found out. And again, we're now stumbling around in the dark. A bit like the end of last season when the people started to figure out our diamond. Um, when, the, when Chelsea basically just put a load of players behind the ball and teams then just did that against us and counterattacked really quickly. And that seemed to figure out the diamond. And we seemed to just shit ourselves and dump that system when the new season came around and went back to, went back to a fallback position. So it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And I hate starting off with that sort of depressive tone, but it was fucking frightening just watching that game. It was, okay. like, it was like somebody put the season and rewind and went back to October well, Andy, or September. Well, well, Phil's pointed out a lot of patterns that seem to be repeating themselves. Mm. Probably the most disturbing one for me was the lack of ideas. Uh, and the fact that you know, you're looking at a team there and they just look a bit bereft of, 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 of concepts of how to get out of the trouble they were in. And you know that, that extra bit of push, that, the heart that he, that, that he mentions there himself, that bit of drive. Yeah, what, what would you would you row in behind that, or, or do, is that a bit traumatic? Um, no, I think uh, I think players need to take a hell of a lot of responsibility. It's yeah. not a computer game, and they're not robots. The, the manager doesn't make them do everything. There are human beings out there with a brain, and they're being playing a lot of them being playing football 25, 26 years. Well, maybe not playing ball since they were a young age, yeah. and they've all been playing at a high level since they were a young age because that ta- sort of talent would have been very obvious from five or six and they would have been going through academies and all sorts. So to to um, just blame the manager on ideas is, is ridiculous. Like yeah. Players know they need to move into space. Players know when they need to work harder. Players know when they're on the pitch when they need to change little things themselves and beat their uh, the personal battles. Yeah. And there seems to be no urgency. Villa were just so up for it. Mm. And it sickens me to the core that that's a team that an opportunity to win silverware. This is Liverpool, a chance to win silverware, and the players are letting the fans down so much. There's fellas travelling from fucking Australia to that game there yesterday. Yeah. You know, there's some picture on Twitter of a fella there looking for a ticket. He's coming from all the way from Oz. You know, and all the coaches all the way down to, to London and that. And that's a sickening performance. And I don't hold, I hold Rogers partially responsible, but the players just need to stand up and that's disgraceful and there's a good point Phil made about putting the two uh, Villa games like brackets around the season because mm. that's what we're going to think of 
when yeah. the season is over. Yeah. Unless a miracle happens now and they finish top four. But we look at that, we look at everything in between them two brackets, two terrible performances against Villa. And then there was a, you know, we got it together when Brendan stumbled across something uh, against Basel. And he stuck with it. And uh, I don't care, like, you know, there's Rogers supporters and there's Rogers people that knock him. Uh, I'm somewhere in between, like, the match there, it changed nothing for me. And I always keep saying it. But he does stumble across things. And fair enough, you have to give credit when you see when you see something that works that you stick to it. But eventually they get found out and then he's like, doesn't know what to do. Mm. And the players don't know what to do. So, And is that what you were seeing on Sunday? Was a, 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 a group of players on the pitch... Were they just lacking in ideas, or do you think like I mean, you but know. not not even like ideas. It's a, it is a simple game, like yeah. ideas as in moving. Mm. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> pressing, you should like if yeah. if the th- other team are pressing hard. Well, Jesus, the players around you better get on get get nearer to you so yeah. you can li- release the ball. Yeah, eventually players just get pissed off running. Hmm. This is, this, is, this is one of my this is one of my problems with the with the, the, the singling out of Brendan as the sole responsibility for that. And it's where I agree with you on this. You do at a certain time have to go, well actually this isn't working. I'm on the pitch. I need to do this to to address this situation. Yeah. I mean, like it's the point that you've been making from the start of, of what you've been saying here. It's yeah, you have to take responsibility. When one like the manager can only prep you. You know, yep. to the best of his ability, and feel that that's the right team to go out there. Yep. Jesus Christ, the team that went out was well good enough to be Villa on their day. A few weeks ago, when we were playing quite well mm. with that shape, with a blown Villa away. What's I don't know what's going on. Like yep. what's happening behind the scenes, or whether players have just that low in confidence. Like Roger said, sometimes you can uh, want to win it too much. Well, that team looked like didn't want to win it at all. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. at least. You know, with five minutes to go, there's balls being pinged around the back. You know what I mean? Like, at least show something. At least start kicking them up in the air when they have the ball or, you know, show something. Get Maybe get into a bit of a scrap and put manners on the, on the opposition. The worst than one. The worst than oh. one, Chelsea. And I always remember when United uh, were under Fergie and the last five minutes would be hell for the opposition. And then when they had Moyes, like, you were laughing at United because... What, what are we looking at here? This isn't the United that I remember where they were pushing and pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and then fucking every sub on and, yep. and they, they always got a goal. Yeah. And five minutes to go, we are going out of the FA Cup in the semi-final, a great chance to win a trophy and there's this shit going on. Yeah, well Dave, speaking of a fella who's capable of throwing in a, a crazy tackle and has done so recently, I wanted to get onto the, the topic of the captain and, and his performance. Now look, there's like just with Brendan, there's nothing to be gained from uh, an extended bashing session, but to be fair, how many times did you watch that game and find yourself going, oh, right, oh, Stephen's playing? Because uh, I hadn't realised, because he wasn't involved. Yeah, I mean look, I've oscillated between absolutely furious at Gerard and just really sad you know to be yeah, honest I think that's fair. watching it and I, I think I made this comment on here before it's not that Gerard was bad it's not like let me finish right it's not like <laughs> he gave a ball away loads or he was wasteful or he threw in a bad tackle or he got sent off he just didn't do anything you know he didn't positively contribute to the game at all and Andy has made loads of great points about the players and I think they're all valid and I absolutely agree but you are handicapping that team when you play Gerrard in midfield right that's the reality and there is then only so much you know you are essentially 
raising the amount of running that Ireland has to do or Henderson has to do by 40% because they have to do more. And you're essentially saying Gerrard's playing on the right of a 4-3-3. So whoever's playing right centre-back or right wing-back is getting no support there because he can't run. So he's not going to come back and do that. So Gerrard had a really poor game. He wasn't fit, right? He has played, I think, something like 25 minutes in six weeks, something like that. Mm -hmm. So for him to play 90 minutes yesterday is, I mean, is is Rogers in an absolute fucking, to use Phil's word, microcosm right there, right? <laughs> absolute ridiculous. When the, and the sub, for, uh, so at halftime, first of all, I don't think we need to make the change at halftime. It's 1-1, one, one, right? He's just changed formation. I think there's a legitimate argument to send the same players back out and say, okay, Here's a little bit of, so to Andy's point, sometimes when things aren't working, you don't need to throw the whole thing out. You just change a little bit. And he changed. He changed in game. So I think there's an argument that you say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to get Jared on the ball. or Here's how we're going to do that. But he makes the sub. Okay, fair enough. But for him to not take Jared off at halftime after that half that he put in, and worse, to move him into centre midfield, I just, I... I literally was lost for words at that point. Yeah, but this goes back to my point, and this is why I was saying like you can look at this match and you can look at the season as, as a whole yeah. and analyse and look at the yeah. mistakes that have been made over the course yeah. of the season. And again, it's this continued playing of Steven Gerrard, which I thought we were over. I thought we'd gotten past was that excellent after Christmas, right? Mm. Where, you know, he wasn't starting him. He'd actually left him on the bench and said, right, no, actually, you're an impact stub now, Stephen. You're, 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 you're leaving at the end of the season. I don't have this weight around my neck to think. But again, the millstone of the Stephen, the Stevie FA Cup final to see him Yeah, off. but he wouldn't have played if Lucas was fit. And, I, and, and to, that know, po- to that point, I don't want to be a re- revisionist here either. When I saw the team and I saw Lucas was out, I had no problem with Jared starting, particularly with the rumours that he was starting in front three, right? I mm. was okay with that. Mm. My issue is that you realise at half time that that is not working. You've got, to, you've got to do something and you've got to be brave enough and you've got to be big enough to turn around because it's fucking easy. It's, uh, sorry, no, it's fucking easy to t- take Markovic off. That is the piss easy, weak decision, right? It's happened a few times. It's the hook. Yeah. The fucking 20 year old kid who you've played out of position for the entire game or for the last, the whole season. Yeah, fucking let's blow his confidence. Let's, let's actually ruin the confidence of a player who's going to be here for the next three years. That's a fucking pussy decision. The right decision, and the, sorry, I'm banging the table. The right decision, <laughs> but the, the brave decision, the decision Mourinho Banging makes, is allowed tonight. <laughs> the decision Van Gaal makes, the decision Benitez makes, is you take Jared off there. And that's the change. But that, that's, that's my point. Those managers wouldn't have started. No, but I just want to say... Even, even with Lucas injured, because they would have done... You know, you don't have to start in the shape that we started. And then when we change it so quickly because the shape isn't working, right? At that point, you completely negate the reason of having Gerard in the front three in, in the first instance, right? And then when going back to your point about taking Markovic off, we lost our whole right side. You know, we, we had a right back, we had a massive gap. He's, Gerard's meant to be, as you said, on the right side of the centre. Well, he's, he's sitting deep and then there's just nothing going on. And, you know, I have to say as well, I've been critical of Henderson across the, the course of the season saying that, you know, he's, when he's impacted the games, he's been very, very effective in the whole up. But there's been a lot of games where he hasn't been you know, the the player that we needed. It's taken someone else to bring him into the game as opposed to him bringing players into the game. And again, he needed to step up. Yeah, exactly. He needed to step up. You can't turn around and say that was the Lucas Gerrard midfield and Henderson was carrying both their water. Himself and Alan were there. Now, Alan, for all his... He didn't have a great game, but he ran. At least he ran. 
Henderson went missing, man. He went fucking missing in that Henderson's game. the presumptive fucking captain. So he's got to be able to look at that system and say, like, he gave the ball to Jared. Every time he got the ball in the yep. second half, he gives the ball to Jared. At some point, you've got to go, this guy can't Stand fucking Stand the fuck up. Exactly. Stand, Stand up. Yeah. Be fucking counted. Be you the want, captain. You want to wear the armband. Yeah. You're the one that's getting all the praise in the papers for developing and being able to deliver a final ball and be, you know, doing this and having this thing. Stand the fuck up in a semi-final and stop being a fucking wimp, right? Mm-hmm. You're, we're being told that you're a leader. You're this. Stand the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I don't understand and that's, how... That's the annoyance. Yeah. That's the annoyance for me is to, the, for, that if you put a player in that's going to cause the other players to cow down to this player, right? And I don't mean that this is, you know, this is Gerard's fault. This is their fault. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, Gerard gets picked. You got to deal with it, right? Yeah. We and and again, I would have started him. I wouldn't. I would have subbed him though. Gerard, but Gerard being on the pitch is not an excuse for for everyone around him to like not react to Andy's point. To not like look at what's happening. Look what's happening on the field and go. Well, I got to do something different yeah. here. Yeah. And if you expect <clears> to be the captain of Liverpool and a mainstay in our midfield and and someone that we are essentially going to build a team around, then. That's the game for you to step okay, up. Okay, well, well, the point you make is a good one. The point you make is a good one as well, Phil. And then we go and we've echoed Andy again there. So, the, the, if the players aren't injecting something into their performance, and they clearly weren't, you were relying on the man the touchline again. And the substitutions that he made, he said, were to inject energy. The substitutions. <laughs> that he made were to. I'm going to repeat that to inject energy. And so he brings on. Who does he bring on? Yeah. So. Can you explain, for the love of God, what was the thought process? What, what could possibly have been Mario the thought process? And, 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 then, and then later the, the Johnson one, with so much in game left. <laughs> well, Mario one, it's, it's funny, like, because uh, Twitter, Jesus Christ, like, the, 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 everyone was calling for Super Mario time to come yeah, on. And yeah. then when he came on, like, there was all, it's Mario time and all. And the same people that were giving out about that change... You know, because it's the masses on Twitter, like, yeah. are then saying, oh, fucking hell, what did he do this for? What did he change that <laughs> yeah. for? You can't have it both ways. Like, his tweets getting deleted all over the shop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people, getting, people getting called out. Like, I geez. thought the kid did okay, to be fair to him. Yeah, no. You, you know, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, he did. He did. He done, he done okay. Very like, unfortunate with the goal. But go, go he back. He was, but that, um, yeah. But no, no, and, 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 no, and, and this is the frustrating, but this goes back. It's the season, the microcosm. Yeah. It's shit substitutions. It's something we've been saying every week. Like, there's probably only four or five games, and three of them probably happened in a row, you know, between January and March, where he made substitutions that were good, that affected the game. Up until then, his substitutions have been cabbage. You know, I remember mm-hmm. one of the Champions League games, and he left Lalana on the bench, and he left. I think he, pro- he left Coutinho on the bench. Remember the one when he was yeah. sitting under the blanket? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when we needed a goal, so like yeah. it, it, it comes back again. And the, like the players ha- ha- must hang their head in absolute shame for what they've done out there in yeah. the pitch, regardless of what the manager says. Yeah. You can take it into your own hands, but the manager, oh my god, he's let himself down. Forget the fans, forget everything, right? It, the, the shit he's come out with after the match in terms of what he said the Gerard quotes the fucking about getting to the occasion getting to them no how about just not saying fucking anything when that shit has gone on on the fucking pitch for once send Pasco down that's the time to send Pasco down to do the interviews mm. right because we don't want to hear what you have to say we literally <laughs> do not co- want to hear but I, I think on the Mario it's the nuts of it I'm going to go back to it it's, it's not about bringing Mario on right I, I mean first of all let me just detour slightly <laughs> 
On what fucking planet is Balotelli, Lambert and Barini all on your bench? Explain that to me. Explain how we've got a bench that has three defenders and three strikers on it. Mm. No pace. There's not a single person on our bench that has a, a lick of pace. We've got an entire under-21 squad. We've had Cameron Brannigan on the, uh, on the bench for the last three games. He hasn't got a minute of action, whereas Ricky Lambert's getting five-minute fucking cameos so he can collect his unemployment benefit or whatever the hell he's collecting. <laughs> how the... F- so, you know, the fact that we, we even start an FA Cup semi-final with, with that as a bench is a fucking... is ridiculous. He's got three strikers that he doesn't trust, that can't score goals. Put a kid on the bench. Put someone on the bench that actually... Do you know what? Fuck it. Someone who busts their guts for you. We know what Lambert does. Anyway, sorry. Come back to Balotelli. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the... Bar- it's like fucking Billy Cowley's it's not the ba- It's not the Balotelli sub. It's that if Balotelli is your sub, the whole system has to change. Mm. You can't put Balotelli on and say, do you see what Sterling was doing there, but he wasn't doing it very well? Go and do that. Because yeah. th- that doesn't fucking work. So suddenly now you've got Coutinho and Henderson and Sterling who all like playing nice intricate passing and through balls and that and instead we're lumping it up to Mario and he's on his own with nobody near him for 40 yards. Yeah. It's not the sub. Balotelli's fine but change the fucking system Yeah, well, when I when I say in the going back to the tree yeah. at the back thing I, I was a bit disappointed because yeah. you know they'd won the last two games with a flat back four and I think it's the way to go when yeah. it start, you know, started working again and um, it was a great stop back that's, that shape but it's it's no, it was found out. So okay, he starts setting it back into a kind of a more familiar four-three-three. Mm. So when he changed and he went, Emery Chan went right back and all that. Like, that's that's a good tactical yeah. decision right now, and they got the goal from it. And then they went back, they regressed again, and then at half time when Balotelli came on, I was kind of thinking to myself, this could be interesting. Get Coutinho and Sterling up beside the around fella him, yeah, and start getting the ball up to him. Yeah. Get get Allen on the ball and get it moving quick. And get into, get into Gerard's feet and pick out these players who are making uh, runs. But instead, Coutinho stuck out really wide. Yeah. And they, the Villa team, who are so up for it, and Liverpool weren't so up for it, were just pressing and pressing and pushing all the time and pushed us back and pushed us back and an, isola- an isolated Mario. Mm. So it was, it was a useless substitution yeah. unless you're going to go and start attacking and start putting in a bit more effort. But like you can only you can only say the manager is so responsible for that amount. Like there's people on Twitter saying he needs to motivate them. You don't need to be fucking motivated for an FA Cup final. Yep. You sit the fellas down and you say, right lads, you know where he is, are You're a game away from a final here. Yeah. You don't need to go in and start screaming your head off going, Come on, you fucking cunt! <laughs> Come on! Like Tim, Timmy, Timmy was, like Timmy. Timmy was. Timmy you don't was, need to. Yeah. You sit them down and you say, We're we've a lot of quality around. Have a look around. There's a lot of quality players. The Villa team... Just don't look over just, that corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't look at the hey subs bench. Hey boss! <laughs> the the, the oh, tour yeah. shops out there. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Whereas, they, whereas Villa, at the moment, are just on a crest of a wave because, you know, Timmy's in and he's roiling them all up. Like, that's going to blow up eventually. Yeah. But unfortunately, at the moment, you, you, all you have to do, the players just need to be relaxed and do what they're capable of doing. I, like, this business, uh, Roger's not motivating Hmm. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also it comes back, right? So the entire season, so we'll, you know, to extrapolate it out between the first Villa game and this season, tell me, right, what is our plan to score goals? Mm. What is our attacking 
Well, you saw tactics. You, you what saw is that in tactics? the second half? We had the only two chances of note were decent balls in from Emery Chan to Mario, which he almost got on but didn't quite. So and in the last in the last ten games, right? How many times did we cut the team open? Mm. Yeah. You know. Coutinho scored four worldies, right? Yeah. One against Blackburn, one against City, one against Southampton, one against Bolton, right? Four worldies that he scored in the last 10 games. The other goals that we scored was the Henderson deflection against Swansea. Um, Sterling uh, scored two. Yeah. But when, when are we cutting these teams open? What's our plan? What, what, see, what I think has happened a little bit with the three at the back is it's, it's almost like Rogers. someone said to Rogers so much, you need a defensive coach. He's gone, all right, fuckers, I'll show you. I'll show you that I can coach a defence. And he has. But we just don't have a midfielder on attack anymore. Mm. So what we essentially have is a defence that when everyone's fit and it's all structure and all that kind of stuff, we look pretty solid. And then we have one player, probably in Coutinho, who we rely on to do something amazing up the other end and gets us through the games. Now, that's okay if you've got five players who are at Coutinho's level who can do something amazing and get you through a game. That's how Julia used to win games. It's how uh, Rafa used to win games. It's how Mourinho wins games, is that you trust the fact you're not going to concede and then you have these special players that do something for you. But we don't have that. Mm. Where's our plan to score goals? Where's even, our plan even to Even in defence, like, that's not coaching the defence. Like, it, e- it was just an extra body in there. Like, look, there was loads of comical moments. I know like, what you there mean, was, yeah. Like, we rave on about Sacco. He had loads of mad things, like, and even Sean back there, loads of mad things, skirt. Like, it's just, you have an extra body there to mop up. They didn't look like a solid defence. No. They just didn't leak an awful lot but of But at least they looked like was, a unit, whereas we haven't had a midfield unit yeah. or an attacking unit all season that looks cohesive. I mean, the only time... But even the tree for, like, even the, that tree for tree, it didn't really look structured. You'd got Moreno, who was, arse was left out, you know, playing that role. People, some people thought he was a left back and saying he should be doing that. Moreno was covering... Roy Falls attacking and then getting the blame for right wingers yeah, yeah. Not the, like it's it's so fucking they, stupid it's not really structured properly it, it takes me back to my point which is about you about putting Gerrard into the team and, and it comes down to it comes down to this decision the reason the three worked up front without a striker was because you had three really pacey players up yeah. front right and that would run all over the place and would create space even for Coutinho to get in a wonder strike or Sterling to get in a a strike or something like that right you get more chances yeah so you get more chances you score more goals whereas you have a a couple of strikers up there you're clinical and you only need one or two chances when we looked good offensively we had Ibe or Markovic as a wing back we had Moreno as one of the wing backs right and then we had three really pacey lads in front of them, right? And then the two midfielders, in our best run of form, it was Lucas and Henderson. And this is like, Lucas has been maligned for a long time, but if you look at our best run of form, it was when... He, the, He's the, been when, in every good game we've had. Yeah, yeah, right? It's been Lucas and Henderson in that midfield, and then the three behind them, right? And what we had there was we had, going back to your point, we had two wing-backs who are flyers, we had three lads who just ran all over the shop up front and opened up space. And then we also had the ability of Henderson to get on. And that was when Henderson has played and well. Lucas's intelligence, positionally. Yeah, yeah, right. Take that away. Go back to the static bollocks that was on display again at the weekend. Hmm. And you know what? You end up being shit like you have been for, for the first half of the season. And yeah. that, to me, is where he, as a manager, misses the point. 
he misses the point. What made him, what makes him really good as an attacking coach is when he got all the pacey mad players and put them on the pitch, right? And when he stops putting all the pacey mad players on the pitch, and going back to your point, even if it's a youngster, well, that's, that's my point. Put pacey, to, to quote you, put pacey mad people on the bench. Yep. Like if you, if this is, if you're saying this is an FA Cup semi final, I got, I'm going to play the senior guys. Fine, I can understand that, mm-hmm. right? But. Don't don't look around at your bench and then your choices for substitutions are Manquillo, no pace. Toure, no pace. Johnson, no pace. Lambert, no pace. Barini, less said about him, the better. And fucking Balotelli, who has got a little bit of pace, but you've got to build an entire team around him. I just, I'm baffled by that. And to go back to Andy's point about, you know, why we moved from a three to a four, it's because Skirt was fit. It's because Skirt was available. So instead of actually sitting down and saying... Is it right that I bring Martin Skirtle back in when we've just changed the system and actually it's worked for us and we've done well? Or if I bring Martin Skirtle back in, who do I not play? And yeah. maybe Lovren sits out or maybe Emma Jean uh, sits out. We we accommodate Skirtle, then we accommodate Jared, And it's just, mm. it's the accommodation that just... He's actually shooting himself in the foot. Yeah, no, it's that, always though. been Brendan's thing that he has an, an order of players. Yeah. It's not really um, stick with the system and fit the players. So, you know, if you need to pull a, a kid out or reserves or the, the under-21s, you bang him in right full or whatever you need to do. Yeah. Instead, he goes, Church, remember one stage last season, we played four across the back, four centre-backs across yeah, the back. Exactly. It's because he trusted them ahead of the yeah, next option exactly. for right-back or left-back. Now, like, I could understand Gerard coming in for Lucas. I mean, yeah, all so week they prepared for this 3-4-2-1 formation and next thing they lose a player. So who's the next midfielder available? Well, there really only was one. Unless he, I don't know, who's available, Rosler or something, puts him in. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's not realistic. Gerard like, starting was realistic. Yeah. I understood totally yeah. why he did it. Like, you know? I mean, it'd be um, probably reckless when you've had prepared the players all week, you know, to go and change the shape yeah, all of a sudden. So, but as you say... He must have known in his head, this might not work out. Gerard has played 25 minutes the last fucking many weeks. Uh, I'll have to have an option B on the bench and there was very, very little. Well, here's the reality of, of you know, you just said, you know, he has an order of preference of players, right? The people at the top of that list, they're going to get him sacked. They've got him sacked. Because the the people at the top of that list, list to us, Stephen Gerrard, uh, Martin Skirtle, Dane Leveron, um, Joe Allen, uh, Jordan Henderson, you know, Glenn Johnson, they're going to get him sacked. He's going to get sacked as a result of the fact that he's so entrenched in this view of these are the best players that I've got. Glenn Johnson, as an example, he's entrenched in it. And when he gets sacked, he's going to look back and he's going to go, I hope, or if he gets sacked, I'm, I, I don't mean that sounds so presumptive and I don't mean to sound like I'll take so much glee in it. But when he looks back, he's going to go, why the fuck did I do some of those things? Why did I... Why do I put Ricky Lambert on at 85 minutes? And if anyone can tell me the logic of that let decision. It go, Dave, let it no, go. I can't because it's, it's, it's the epitome go. of the decision making. Ricky Lambert's your choice. Mm. Ricky Lambert. Mm. Put fucking Torrey on and put Skirtle up front. Would have been better. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now you're like, fucked. Remember Skirtle up front? Now you're fucking talking. But the way, the way people talk about Rodgers, it's like he's a hugely experienced manager. I mean, surely everybody knew when Rodgers was appointed this was a project, this was a long-term thing and there was going to be mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. He peaked last season. Mm. Last season should have happened in his fifth season sort of thing. Mm. He peaked. So people are expecting that he's going to do X, Y and Z and people are telling him how to do it. He's not learning job. them. He's not learning 
We've sat here years learning at times. I, 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 I've, I, and I've said, I've, on record, and I said at the very start of this thing, I said the reason why I, I wanted him gone in November is the same reason I wanted him gone, gone in February. And when you asked me the question that I still want him gone at the end of the season when we were winning games, is he's not learning. And I'll stand over it. But Rogers is at his best. To, to your point, right? Because I kind of agree with Andy. But he kind of is learning. Like, he is learning. Eventually, he did stop using Gerard. Now, okay, as and fans, then he put him back in and played him for ninety minutes, and he put Glenn Johnson back in the team, and he puts the same shit back in the team, and he makes the same mistakes. He's not learning. No, but has he though? Has he put Glenn Johnson back in the team? Like, has he? I think Glenn Johnson is way further down the list than say playing. I don't. Your um, or I, I played ahead of him on right wing back. You know, he could have been easily just put. Uh, Johnson sure, he's if he was Johnson so mad into weeks. Johnson sure he keeps talking about Johnson in the press yeah but I was injured and you know we'd, we'd, it's not that he doesn't learn because I, I actually I, he did, I'm more he on Andy's side did. Like, yeah. we were barking about gaff fucking stop playing Gerrard and fucking stop playing Johnson he's a cunt but and like, injuries happened yeah and it's no but it's what resulted it's resulted in him having to play He did. He, look I don't think fucking Gerrard was starting yesterday unless Lucas got injured I think he was how because that's, where, what, that's, where, that's who was playing right wing back then. That, listen to me. That's, what, that's right, the type of decision okay. that Rogers makes all the time. He all loves right. a bit of sentiment. Just tell me that. And he tell me what, tell me, the, tell me what the team would have been if Lucas. Well, Henderson, Henderson would have played right wing back. Yeah. Why on earth would he? Like why? Because he's done it before. I, I mean, I, I kind of think that Jared would have played yesterday. I don't agree with it, but I think, kind of think he would have. Yeah. So Henderson played. Uh, Henderson would have played right wing back. So Gerard would have sat a bit deeper from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So why put him up kind of further on? With with uh, Coutinho and Sterling, why do that? Because there wasn't a lot of options just to play him. It could be because when Markovic came yeah. back in, he could if he was going to play Jared where he was going to play him, and then uh, Lucas goes, then why not play Jared there and play Henderson forward or forward? Because that's where Henderson played against Newcastle forward or forward. Mm. See, it doesn't really add up. Ah, it does. I it think does he's because he's, he's played Henderson. Jared there before, and he, yeah. he's played Jared in the attack a third much more than he's played. Hey, lads, there. lads, you know who is learning on the job, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy's he's a great man, isn't he? I'm, I'm, I'm. I could not be fonder of that lad because he's he's such good value. For, uh, he's such a dope, and he's such good value. I hope Villa, I hope Villa win the FA Cup now. But, but I just want to see what happens. I want to see what Timmy's going to do on the sideline because he was like a bouncing uh, spring lamb. How do you upgrade me. from that? <laughs> like, uh, Did someone tell him this was the final? Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know he was taking the piss, bringing on Joe Cole in the last couple of minutes. That was a designed mm. piss take. Has to be. It was genius. I, I think he actually might be a genius. Villa's bench was better than our bench. Joe Cole. Even with Joe Cole, their bench. Joe Cole's a better player than Barini. You're going to have a, a celebrity death match between Joe Cole and Lambo. Oh you? my god, <laughs> fucking Lambert. But anyway. I but mean, did you see him bouncing down the side? Did you, did no, you just... the best thing about it was when the full-time whistle goes, he turns around, shakes Brenda's hand, and he goes to walk down the tunnel. Mm. And then he gets about five steps down, and he realises, fuck, fuck I won. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs back on the pitch, hugs the BT guys, oh gives Savage God. a kiss, and then he's down the touch like, hey! But he actually goes to do the graceful thing, you know. Well, I'm Brendan, you know, I'll see you inside, we'll have a glass of wine. <laughs> Starts walking down the tunnel. Wait a fucking <laughs> <laughs> He's actually, he genuinely is. He's the new Harry Redknapp. Oh, he's so new. He's Harry the Redknapp. new Harry Redknapp, right? Mm. He is He is exactly what England needed because they'd lost Harry, the, the Fleet Street boys needed somebody to replace Harry Redknapp and Tim Sherwood had gives them about 30 years of Harry Redknapp again. And like, it's just like, do you remember that South Park episode of, around uh, Britney Spears and they kill Britney Spears in the end and they go, it's okay, 
we've got this one coming along and I was like Hannah Montana whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like Tim Sherwood is the next Harry Redknapp it's fucking it's spectacular mm. you just have to sit sit back and laugh now but how does he, you know what makes me laugh at him as well? How bollocks he looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he has matchsticks in his eyes to keep them open. <laughs> how, like, he must be sleeping at all. It's I don't n- remember when he was a player looking so bollocks. He's trying to figure out how the fuck he got there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not easy being Timmy in fairness. Uh, <laughs> what's his win race you at now? Oh, Scott. 1 5. That's true. 1 5, just four. <laughs> one five <laughs> lost 4, drawn 2. 57%, mate. Oh, Doing well. Doing I'll well. tell you what. That'll come back out again. Mm. I mean, to be fa- to be fair, they he set him up well yesterday. They had a sense of as Andy already talked about. They were up for it, right? Yeah. I mean, it was as it's, it's an easy team talk, particularly for the underdogs. It's a fucking easy mm. team talk. You say, lads, this is fucking Liverpool. Go be, run at them. They'll shit themselves. You see, what, see what you were describing there. First of all, we we had Joe on the sideline warming up, and I'm looking at that going. God, he's fucking taking the piss. Then you're talking about the BT hugs and, and going back and lapping up. It, it's the theatre of the absurd. The whole fucking thing was ridiculous. <laughs> well, it was ridiculous. And like, not only that then, just before the match ends, everything is falling away. Dayan Lovren's taking shots from 45 yards. <laughs> I'm not able for that. Trev, what the fuck are you doing talking about Lovren's shot now? I was just getting over it. I was just starting to come around, having a bit of a laugh, and you talked about that. I'm not able for it. I, I could not believe it. Like, With his right what? foot. Yeah, when, when he did that... No one went over and gave him a box in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking the players right. are as bad as him. Fucking yeah. right. That's, that was fucking, accepted. Yeah, exactly. That's a that very good accepted. point. That's a very Nobody good point. Had, like, Gerard of all people should have went over and absolutely... Fucking loaded them. Only Gerard has a right to do that. Was it Cardiff when he did that against yeah, West Ham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. entire... You're right. The entire team should have turned around and bollocks lovering out of it for that. That was actually... I actually thought he had an okay game. I know we apart from the this. Hollywood balls that he kept hitting, that was fucking. Ah, uh, but you know, fuck it. He was trying stuff. I, uh, he was uh, fuck it. He did <laughs> more than the other. You can't Thanks. you can't boil it down to an individual because they were all a clusterfuck. Yeah, like it, it, the whole thing was just like, lads. Remember when we were shit? Let's do that again, like, lads. Let's remember, shit. right? That Villa lost their uh, third choice centre half. That's during the game point, and, and put on Villa. their fourth try centre half it's fucking Villa and we still had one shot on it's target Timmy. it's Timmy apart from the goal which was fucking Jared's free kick ah <laughs> yes I mean come on like yeah they, that's how bad it was it's pretty obvious not coming out here that's enjoyable but really, Timmy yeah. to go back to Timmy he's living a dream man he's living a dream yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean mm. I mean that's I, you do kind of have to go I fair fucks to you like you know fucking they probably hope they get relegated but you know wouldn't mind them Beating He's Arsenal. building a reputation. Is he, yeah? <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah, let's get out of this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do we even have games of the week? Who are we playing the weekend? West, West Brom. Brom. Tony fucking Pulis. I can't even be arsed talking about that. Horrible, horrible away games. Oh, yeah, in a row. Back to back. Poxy horrible managers. Oh, oh, it's going to be a, like if you think horrible. the season's over now. Is Hull the game after that? Is it? Hull's yeah. the game after that. Steve Bruce. Does, does a hint of fucking your man Jenner off Steve Bruce at this stage? Yeah. You know, tell you what, do you know what I mean? Is a yeah. Pissy yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there's a fucking. But Pulis would love nothing more now. Not the fucking put and the war, the Andy won at the weekend. He beat he beat Palace. Well, they're yeah. safe now, are they? Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what they're going to do? Right. You know, by the way, is this actually this the preview? This is close. You're going to have to preview this, right? right? See that? See that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Diva Trev is back. <laughs> not we're not following his agenda. I'm actually happy out with that. <laughs> this is a, a I, joyous gesture. But you know what's going to happen the weekend? Go on, tell me. They're just going to run at us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's going to be depression all over the show. Big lads running at us. We're going to fucking piss ourselves. Running at us, right? So yeah. either somebody has to get in there and say, listen, you Dolby bollockses. If City continue to be shit, you could still manage to somehow fluke into the top floor. No, top floor. <laughs> the, top floor. <laughs> the top floor, right? You could get into the yeah, top the floor. The VIP section. Yeah. Right. We might get this lift working mm. and fucking get you into the top floor. Yeah. But I see it. What I don't want to see now is no matter what the fuck is going on in the dressing room, no matter where their fucking heads are, it's not beach time, it's not end of season time. Pride and fucking heart. That's all I want to see. Want to see some of, some of them kids you were mentioning earlier on? What about that? Don't give, I, I, don't what, give I don't, what I don't want to see is I do not want to see Glenn Johnson on the football pitch again. I do not want to see Stephen Gerrard on the football pitch again. He can have five minutes in the last game at he'll Anfield. Play, he'll play, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not, but he'll play every game and he'll play ninety minutes in every game from here to the end of the season. He won't, right? I do not, All I, I want to see. Yeah. All I want to see is for right to the end of the season. Mad pacey attack. Throw as many fast attackers as mm. we can on the pitch. Right. Look, I, I was going to be straight back into it. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah. And yeah. what a fucking poxy decision that was to let him play in the third round. By the way, in January. Sure, not. But it, again, but, but again, they knew, he they knew he was coming back. Brought him back because he was playing. No, probably not back then. It was January. It seemed to come out. On I reckon right. they thought they'd leave him there for the season. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Maybe. Yeah, they maybe, did. maybe and you know, like if if I, if I was to be honest, I think. I'm coming back so early in preparation for Sterling going. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Not to that. Everyone will kill themselves. Listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it, well there has to Good be. Good times. <laughs> there has to be. Sorry, but like that. Uh, he has to be planning ahead, you know. Yeah. But if he's planning ahead, don't fucking sub Markovic at half time every fucking game. Because if Sterling does go, does go Markovic is a player we're going to need to kick on mm. pointless plan there, so right? against it's clearly clearly going to be against clapper. West Brom I want a 100 metre sprint on Friday videoed right yeah. and the fastest whoever 10, the fastest fuckers the are the fastest in 10 go. start yeah quick lads quick lads actually the fastest nine will play Lucas look here's the reality here's the reality of it right this game is the biggest game of Brandon Rogers career oh right? come on no it is no, well, it's, it, it, yeah, probably it is. It's personally, personally, personally this is, is the I mean, biggest he was, game he's ever going to have. If, 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 if he, he got, if Liverpool are beat, and the season is, well, we feel a lot of fans feel it's dead now. Probably is, but if he, if they lose against West Brom, following going out, like he could be sacked in the morning. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. So from that perspective, whereas if he hangs in and they come close to fourth, you think there might be some. Well, if we win six games, let's uh, let's t- put the total positive spin on this, right? If we win six games, we end up with seventy four points, mm. right? I think there's an argument he could keep. I think that strengthens his argument to keep his job if he finishes the over over points. the over the period of time he's right. been there as a whole. But if, okay. if he finishes yeah. the sixty-seven points and yeah. we finish fifth or sixth, yeah, I, I don't see how we. Win. I don't see how. Yeah. He keeps like it. let's say his criteria, like you know, Suarez went and he was given all that money, and then is is the agreement is you get Champions League football. That's what it is. Mm. Now if they lose against West Brom, that's it, pretty much over. Especially if City were to to win, that's yeah. it gone. Okay. Same as when. Uh, United had that agreement with with Moyes, they that if they didn't make Champions League, it was, was gone. gone. So they were bang. The minute so, it was mathematically impossible, yeah. bang. So all of a sudden, 
what's the point in hanging on to him at that, at that stage? They might as well bring in Carragher and Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Get it. Oh, no, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going full Pascal. Life. Pascal for six right. games. Tattoos on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then just uh, see what the crack is. <laughs> With Klopp. <laughs> so, the, so the fact that he has to win this game is, is going to tell us an awful lot okay. about him, right? Because, to Phil's point... If Jared starts, if Johnson starts, you know, if Lamba gets near the pitch, you know, if these things happen, even in the stand to watch the game, then it's, I, I, I think, because I, I think Danny's point, I think probably at the beginning of the season, FSG sat down with him and said, okay, look, you know, like most businesses or most people, we set you some targets. They probably set him something like a points target rather than a place target, but maybe a points or a place target. But I imagine they would have set him some targets around things like the number of goals we wanted to score because they like attacking football. I'd imagine they've said to him, we want you to win a trophy, get out of the group stage of the Champions League. So we didn't get out of the group stage of the Champions League. We didn't win a trophy. We're not going to score enough goals. So the really the only thing he's got left to, to give legitimacy to him staying is that he's he's going to hit the points. Look target. at you with all your yeah. football based performance. But Kenny, like, Kenny, this is how they Kenny run the went for less. Yeah, this is how they there's run no, the business. There's nothing vaguely related like, to a business there, though, because all of those things, none of those things directly equate to money. What do you do? Because if you're not in the do. Champions League, you, 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 no, you lose no, no, so you set someone a So you set someone, t- someone a points target. So if you set someone a points target of, say, 76 points, yeah. and you look over the 10 years, the last 10 years, 76 points mm. is enough to get you into the top four. Easily, yeah. Nine out of 10 seasons. Yeah, but you were talking this, about this sort of uh, nirvana of goal scoring and happy days and, 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 and getting out of, as you say, get out of the group and into the next stage. Yeah. The, the difference there is it's small. No, I'm saying there are... There, to use business language, there are primary KPIs and there's secondary oh, KPIs. Oh, here we go. <laughs> there are primary key, performa- primary key performance indicators, which are things like qualifying for the Champions League, getting out of the Champions League group stage and winning a trophy. And then you have secondary things, which are the drivers of those. So the drivers are, thing- are things like the number of goals you score, the number of goals you concede, the number of players, you- I don't know, whatever it is, there's-, there's things that you build in underneath it. My point is, we've missed all of them, right? <laughs> except no KPIs for us. Except potentially <laughs> coming within a you know within a close An approximation of mm. the points target. It's a my roundabout way of saying FSG are not going to fire him because they've given him one arbitrary target, which is top four. It's going to be an accumulation. There's going to be yeah, accumulation yeah, yeah, yeah. of other things. But and like any like any uh, big big corporation like KPIs, they set impossible targets. Well, they said stretch targets, yeah. Well, sometimes they're, if they're impossible, they're, they're not. They're not smart targets, Andy. Well, that's your show. Management with Thomas. It's true. That's your show. If they're well, not attainable, a public servant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a big business. You have no player. fucking targets. Big business. No. Michael. Big business. Michael. <laughs> big business. No, but they're See, okay, in the private so they make, sector, we don't just have to turn up. We have to actually <laughs> do things like you know. But anyway, get, uh, getting back right. So <laughs> we'll have the unions if, on us. No, if um, vote. Play. You. <laughs> as, you, as you call them stretch targets obviously you probably have a, a, a little team below yourself do you dickhead there's a few minions in so you know you, you, you must have lingo well there fair, fair play to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I call them impossible targets, okay? But they're not impossible. Well, sometimes they are. And but they're not. Rogers has a if very, it's an impossible Rogers target, a, it's not a target. Rogers has a very difficult job. Imagine being told that uh, you haven't Balotelli or known. Like, I mean, give it, give it the fuck over. Like, I mean, but who's going to stand for that? Is but I don't think Klopp's going to be a magician. 95% of managers get told that. 95% of managers in Europe get told, there's your players. 95% of them have no say in recruitment. 95% of managers. What percentage of them get fucking lumber with Balotelli? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you... Okay, if we're really going to do the Balotelli things, you've got two choices there, right? You say, okay, this is what I've got. So I've got to design something that's going to get the best out of him. Or you say, fuck him, I'm never going to play him and I'm going to design something that gets the best without him. And we've been caught in this halfway house all season. Nah, he'd be a horrible fuck. He'd be horrible now to not, to not play the fella. Like, I mean, he probably, like, obviously Balotelli, like, Rogers, like any fan would have looked at him and says, okay, maybe he can offer us something. And he did play him and he played him with storage at, look, the, at the beginning of the storage fair, right? You're making a valid point. I'm not saying Rogers is the only yeah. one that's failed. Yeah. There are legit, like, if, if Rogers loses his job, he's not the only one who should lose his job there. Yeah. You know, the recru- members of the recruitment team should be restructured or lose their job as well because I'm sure they've got primary KPIs. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the owner's ambition seems to me like, you know, just let, let's just let's just invest enough in this club that will get them into the Champions League and, and we can kind of uh, increase the value of the club. This is your this theory before. They, they're building slowly and then they're going to sell off to a big yeah, fucking... Like, we are all, we're as fans, we are all, we all demand Champions League football, and yeah. we all demand the big nights at Anfield, and we demand titles and silverware and all. Mm. That's not really their agenda. Like it'd be lovely, I'm sure, because they'd be over in England on jollies all the time and <laughs> seeing the team winning. But like realistically, they just want to see the bank books grow, and then eventually, it's a much better, it's a much better sale or asset. Like they can, they can but aren't they, the, aren't they the same things though? I mean, if, even if you're right, even if what they want is for the club to be worth more, and to do that, we have to get into the Champions League. That's yeah. what we want, right? It's a means to an end. You can't win the league without getting into the Champions League. Yeah, we have league. a lot of things in common. Yeah, but we have an awful lot of things that not so much in common. I, I the reason I don't agree is because I think that whoever buys the club is going to have to run it in exactly the same way because FFP doesn't allow someone to come in and spend a billion pound. So whoever it, it, whether it's FSG or they sell to some oil guy, he can't come in. An oil that's, guy. That's a, that's, a <laughs> that's, that's what we call him in the trade. Another. <laughs> they can't. They can't yeah. come in and do what Man City have done. Look at Man City. They can't spend any money. Uh, okay. Can we just? Um, just segue from FSG's FFP analysis and their KPIs and Are you talk trying about to hypnotize me with that fu- Yes, this is exactly what I'm trying to do. Trying to get you to fucking shut up with the business jargon. Predictions for the West Brom match because we have to at least pretend that we give a fuck. Andy, West Brom, how do you see it going? I really want to just say, yeah, we're going to win and all. But I can't. I, I like one all. You, you, smelly one off. A smelly one yeah. off. Lovely class. Dave, what are you thinking? I mean, I want us to win. I always want us to win. You know, uh, I think we'll win. Uh, but I'm probably the most conflicted about, you know, where we are than I, than I have been in, in probably three seasons. So, mm. you know, I'm kind of feeling like I don't want us to just be in limbo, you know. I don't want us to just, like, whatever decision gets made at the end of the season, I want it to be something, you know, the club are committed to and we talked about it earlier if Roger stays I mean he really is their man but other things have to change so I think we'll win but I'm not excited about it I'm not looking forward to it I don't think I'll be it's not like I'm going to be skipping down the street if we win it's just I just feel like Mm. season's done like, it's you know. kind of nearly over yeah. I, I still think uh, I, th- I think for the first time I can't see a win Phil 
I think we we win comfortably three now. Oh fuck's sake! Cool, <laughs> that'll do. Jinxed us every time he said that. <laughs> I am Lush Warre. You are listening to Trippers Chat <laughs> <laughs> with Trev. <laughs> the smell of snots. You really are a twat. You know that. <laughs> like I mean, it's still in my head, and I can't. I, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, silicone is probably the closest I can, I can get to it as, as a similar smell. Snots. Oh, yeah. How do you, how I don't know the smellless. Smellless. <laughs> it's not you know the you know the smell in your nose. You know when you had a cold The smell in your nose. All of the smells are in that's your nose. A different so smell your heart's not out, right? And then there's a, like a, a residual smell in your nose. And it's like, what is that smell? And it's like I was trying to say, it's like a vinegary sort of Is it a, is it your finger you smell? I'm taking it out, right? Yeah. But it's like, what is that smell? And so then when I was doing the bathroom, like obviously I had the silicone. I was like going, Jesus, that smell. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's a kind of a sharp. Yeah, there's a real sort of yeah, vinegary. No, I don't get that. Tone around. to it. I didn't think there was a smell of snot myself, but I'll, I'll bet you're. Maybe it's got a nose full of silicone. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe you just. Do you know what I've been doing an awful lot lately, actually? <laughs> just made me think. But watching videos of like things like uh, big fucking blackheads being pulled out. Pulled out or, <gasps> there's one video there, actually, of big, huge snot. Like the doctor. <laughs> The doctor has to go in with it, like it, with an instrument to remove a snot that's so fucking big. Oh, now, on. like it could be in a foreign object or something like that, but it actually does look like a snot. <laughs> and then you know YouTube leads you onto it. Like and you, you're doing this for recreational purposes. Can I just clarify that? This uh, is the fucking public sector. <laughs> <laughs> that's his KPI. Oh, hang on, <laughs> this on me all time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I said, I'd gladly give up my fucking child benefits, right? If I'm in there. <laughs> but then, um, no, like, it's mad, but, it, you know, YouTube suggested video. Yeah. Then it's some fucker having the biggest load of earwax being pulled oh. out of in, in her ear. Like, it's mental. And, like, it, none of us do this. Like, what? it's so, it's so disgusting. But at the same time, it's so, like, you're like, you place yourself in the video, like, and the relief. <laughs> like, yeah, they <laughs> I can just imagine like this the comes with buffaloes in the scalp oh the buffaloes oh, amazing oh. They're, they're talking about, like you know in America the way you need uh, health insurance otherwise they won't yeah. go near you so like they're doing their operations all <laughs> so they show the videos up but like they're, <laughs> they're removing buffaloes like and you can see the fucking thing like moving and all oh, and this, but like lads. then it comes out and you're just thinking Jesus Christ, that person must just feel so relieved now. And it's the same, like, with big, huge abscesses are fucking... Yeah, I've seen the abscesses one, yeah. and they're like there, and you can, can see you them, and they're squeezed, and oh, they've got things, and it's like they're going, and it's huge amounts of it. Like, but oh. it's sort of, it, the, the videos, like, where they're so, the, the audience in the video that are there, like, they're so descriptive, like, yeah. they, they, I can smell it! I <laughs> 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 you're just there, like, you can actually nearly smell it yeah. yourself watching, I don't know, I'm sure... Big Yous obviously don't watch these videos. <laughs> but lately, like, I I just watched them. And, uh, it's, 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 it's mad. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a day I used to. Jeez, you remember last season, I'd be watching videos of Suarez, all his goals yeah, yeah. and his nutmegs and all. Yeah. And he'd be fucking laughing. And then, uh, like, Torres a few years ago, I used to watch every time he scored another goal. I'd watch every goal all season from start yeah. to finish. And, like, you know, I tried to go on there the other night and watch Coutinho best tricks and skills all season I end up just getting so like I love Coutinho but I got so pissed off with the abscess was a better option I went on and I looked at Isco <laughs> Zidane and you know all these other players that make you really happy and then I was like 
I'm just so sick they don't play for Liverpool and on the Buffalo isn't fucking <laughs> But I was saying last season, like you'd go in, like I'd watch every game back, I'd like watch goal rush, all the goals for the season oh, so yeah, far and all yeah. that. And this season, well, actually, there was funny. The Echo, who are basically the mouthpiece of the club, right? They've just done an article, the and they've picked out only seven games all season where we've played well. Seven, yeah. Well, is that thirty-two mm. games? I think the Buffalo is the way to go. To be honest with you. Let's go to this one from Ali, right? Uh, Ali Thompson says um, he's he's asking Andy, you you you're our, our YouTube expert. Have you seen the rock lip sync um, Taylor Swift? The rock doing a lip sync to Taylor Swift. Have you seen that? The rock, yeah. And but, he says uh, basically, if you, it, it, what what would be your lip sync of choice if you if you could if you could lip sync to any one song and pop yourself up there on YouTube next to the abscess removal. I didn't see that video, but it's it's the Rock doing that, is it? Yeah, so I'd watch out with the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing on YouTube. That's another thing. Go over stuff the Rock's interviews, you know, whether it's just before he goes out to fight, or you know, after fights, or when he's in the ring and all. Yeah. An absolute comedy legend, <laughs> <laughs> full of fucking charisma, the fella, brilliant. But uh, uh, what song would I like to be? Would you lip sync? Would I li- yeah. like to lips sync to? Yeah, any ideas? Um, Michael Jackson on bad and yeah, doing all that shit. Oh, you, the would dancing you, and everything. Yeah, you yeah. throw a few shapes, would you? Yeah, yeah. Like would, yeah. tilting your hat and all that shit. I am. No, I am a fairly he decent fucking dancer. <laughs> You're a decent oh, dancer. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, well now <laughs> <laughs> next week, next week on Periscope, full leather jacket with buckles and everything. Fucking meerkat here we go. He's oh, bad. Yeah. This is looking great. <laughs> so, Big time. We'll uh, do it down uh, sometime. Yeah. 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 I won uh, the what you call it. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the the breakdancing championships. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. The breakdancing. Have you got some lino at home to do a bit? Lino. Yeah. For the I know. We do a marble. Oh, big, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to do a bit on, uh, So, were you in a crew, Andy? Were you in a crew? No, I was a, I was a soul trader. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit of lingo, Dave. Bit of lingo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just got to just go by yourself. Uh, <laughs> clear out, lads. Yeah. That's my song. Watch out. Yeah. Oh, as a bastard carrying the marble uh, dance floor. Right? <laughs> 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 I love a marble. <laughs> yeah. just, this so is a revelation between you and your hip hop days, and, and Andy's now breakdancer. This is mad stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is mad stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll show a few videos up. I'd absolutely love day, to yeah. see that. Please yeah. do. No problem. Anything by Taylor Swift, though, just for Paul Brennan, because I know how much he loves Taylor Swift. So anything by Taylor Swift would be great because she's fantastic. Well, you'd like to do that just to wind Paul up. Yeah, like her entire back catalogue, basically. Yeah. Me singing it and Paul forced to listen to it. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah. But Phil, I know you love a lip sync, don't you? Yeah, I probably do. Do you remember Snows and Farmer? Yes. Oh, God, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because you can make up anything. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to remember stuff, is what you're saying. No. Like last week when you did the uh, the, the, uh, the stuff at the end three times. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Sean Paul. I never know what he's saying either. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, what he's yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I'll probably get away with the snow one as well. I remember years ago, right? Mm. We'd, uh, we'd a new manager come into the club, you know, and he was very serious. Like, we were just, at, you know, used to just go, love going for points after the matches, but... He came in, he was very serious about fellas going out the night before and all that. So he said, you know, training, if anyone comes up smelling like gargle, they're not playing and all that, he'd be fucked out of the club, this, that and the other. So, lo and behold, the Saturday night, 
before one of the games and we wasn't playing I wasn't playing in the force team and he, so I was saying to one of the lads off the force team you know Damo yeah. you're heading out we're all going out come on out I can't I can't uh, he was all mad you know if you suss it out so I says come on out I'm going to tell you you're out anyways <laughs> <laughs> so uh, got me mate's phone half about four in the morning and uh, I just text the manager just saying just to you know inform you that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damien Owen was out on the piss <laughs> So uh, then rang him at <laughs> half four in the morning to tell him. <laughs> rang the manager? No, rang. All oh, right, then. Rang him. <laughs> and left a voicemail of me going, Inform. <laughs> so the next morning, he's up at the match, like fresh as a daisy. Just fucking walks into the dressing room whistling. Next thing, manager, outside, want the word. And he says to him, you out last night? No. Hadn't a clue, like. Hadn't a, couldn't even listen to his voicemail at this stage. I was, you fucking where? Let me smell your breath. No, fucking not having it. You were out last night. I'm out to get in fuck. I swear on me, man. So uh, he played anyway, but then he found the voicemail and played it to the manager. <laughs> the fucking bollocking I got. <laughs> but he realised we're all fucking jackasses then. He just fucking gave me other manager. This is a drinking culture. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah. We should try that. Then for Trippers Chance next week, we should just get just give like, you a cue. One topic and see if Andy's got a story about it. <laughs> Fucking there's, snows in fall. There's actually a future. But that. that's true. Like that's a true story. The one about the dancing on the mat. That's not true. <laughs> no way. You didn't carry the dance. No. Oh, oh, we, we better clarify. Was the, is the cheese fella true? He's true, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, people, people trying are trying to line up an interview with him. We'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, do the match review next week. We'll just get the cheese fella in. Is he still alive, the cheese fella? Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. No, no, I know he was saying, like, to one of the lads, is he, is, what's his crack going to be like? Is he is he, big, is he a big unit now? Or has he got some sort of, like, <laughs> surely, he's like, if he's sick, he's fucking, sick. Yeah. Apparently he's flying, he's, he's grand, fucking, he's fucking going around, he's walking away, no problem. He still eats... Still eats nothing but cheese. <laughs> <laughs> fucking magic. Nothing but cheese. His fucking oh, arteries must be like... Fucking... Cheese. Concrete. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Marble. Yeah. Marble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny stories about arteries. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be true. Uh, <laughs> right, we're done. <laughs> Informer, you know, sir, I was no me, I go play now. I look at the moon down, the deck to make it down, 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 I said that would be a good idea, didn't I? Yeah, go play now. I look at the boom boom down. The deck to make it rest. The dead is ever some snowman down in the lane. I look at the boom boom down. Through my window and they've up me in the heart of town. Yeah, so... uh <laughs> That's that's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> admin, thanks to Astro Park. You can find them at astropark.ie. They're great. <laughs> G- 
get on to the Anfield Index podcast channel. That's at AIP channel on Twitter. We're there. And your day trippers tonight were Snow. Who's <laughs> 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 just doing some fucking no perfect rapping. <laughs> and young Dave Thomas. Snow. I'm a self You know, so that was Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Sunday, lads. I swear to God. I had the Liverpool match on and on the computer I had the Leinster too long game on and I was right there going, what a shit day. I was there going, this is... this." Oh, you I, know, I, I, Madigan hit the penalty and I hit the fucking upright I was there going, ah, sweet Jesus. But you know what happened at the very I, end? After Liverpool lost, after Leinster lost, I switched it over and Harry Kane scored. I, like, <laughs> I didn't even know Leinster lost. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake, it was awful. Are you, you from Leinster yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> he just thought it was Gabon. <laughs> what part of Leinster are you, are you from? <laughs> I thought Leinster was just Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wear the blue. Yeah, no way. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.